Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. How's it going, Giants fans? Welcome back to Fireside Giants with your boys, Alex and Anthony. Today, we're discussing the special defensive front the Giants have forming in the trenches right now. A lot of youth, a lot of cost-controlled contracts, a lot of talent, and ultimately just an optimistic future that we can kind of look forward to right now. Um, coming off a tremendous game against the Washington Commanders. Obviously, we've spoken in depth about Kayvon Thibodeau. We're going to continue giving him that credit, continue speaking about him. But I do not want to forget the impact that Aziz Ojolari and Dexter Lawrence are having. Those are the other two um, kind of special pieces. I also want to throw in Leonard Williams and, you know, what we think his future may look like with this Giants team. You know, we'll talk about his salary cap hit next year, um, where that money is going to go, what they should do with it, because it's a pretty lofty amount of money. And I think that maybe they will try to extend them. So we'll take a, a look at that and give you some information on that end, but also just discuss the youth of Ojolari and Kayvon Thibodeau. That combination, that duo of outside linebackers is exactly what this Giants team needed. You know, we, we remember back uh, the days of Justin Tuck and OC Minora and JPP and Michael Strahan, and we think about the lethal pass rush the Giants have had over the years. We have not had that for a long, a very long time, you know. Relying on Kyler Fackrell to be our number one guy is simply not sustainable. And now we have some very talented players that we can look forward to. And they're really just young first, second year players um, with so much untapped potential. Like we saw Kayvon Thibodeau did that as a rookie. What can he do in year three and year four when he has the whole toolbox? He's built his stamina up. He knows what it takes to be elite at this level. Um, a very bright future that I'm excited to discuss with you, Anthony. But how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great. Still reeling from that victory on Sunday. It's been a great couple of days here celebrating that big win and looking ahead to the possibility, the very likely possibility that the New York Giants make their first playoff berth since 2016. And you got to give a lot of credit to the defense for the season that the Giants have had. Now, first and foremost, I think the credit goes to the coaching staff, the way that they've gotten numerous players on this team to just have breakout seasons, take their game to the next level. But when you look on that defensive line at the career year from Dexter Lawrence and also the great performances from Aziz Ojolari, Kayvon Thibodeau, and Leonard Williams, the Giants are building something there. And I think one of the main things to take away is that Joe Shane is building from the inside out, which is a huge deal. And I think it's really important for sustained success in the NFL. Now, he's made it a point of emphasis to go ahead and build the offensive line and the defensive line. Build those trenches. When you build through the trenches, great things happen. So the Giants have a great foundation here with two premier offensive tackles uh, on young contracts, rookie contracts, and then, of course, that defensive line with just four bona fide studs all across the line. That's how you build a team. That is your foundation. And now as we look ahead, you know, even past this postseason into this offseason, the Giants can build that second level with the linebacking core and then go to the secondary and start to add even more pieces there. And keep in mind, the Giants secondary isn't even that bad when we have those missing pieces in the lineup with Adoree Jackson and Xavier McKinney. But it all starts up front. And the Giants' success this season has really been predicated on the fact that they have a phenomenal defensive line. And Dexter Lawrence has been leading the way as really one of the best in defensive lineman in the NFL, arguably the best. Uh, he's just been tremendous this year, and I'm super excited watching these guys because, as you mentioned, old days flashbacks of Justin Tuck, Jason Pierre-Paul, Osu Minura, even calling all the way back to Strahan. Those two Super Bowls that the Giants won 2008 and 2012 – they won that because they built through the trenches. They had a dominant defensive line, just like the New York Giants are building right now. So I get really excited when I look ahead to the future of this team, think about how we're really close to making the playoffs this year with this defensive line, just knowing that it's only up from here. 
it absolutely is only up from here. And I'm extremely excited about the future of this team, especially like, as you mentioned, we have some pieces coming back, maybe a Dory Jackson, maybe Xavier McKinney down the stretch and this defensive line can take over. Um, but looking at these individual players, I want to give you some, you know, financial implications and what this really does for the giants, right? Having cost controlled rookie contracts is the right way to go about building a long-term future, a sustainable one, utilizing your draft capital the right way to build the foundation instead of the Dave Gettleman way and missing on all your draft picks and going out and actually, uh, signing, I guess, free agents to supplement it. Now he did hit on some of them. Andrew Thomas, Aziz Ojolari are two guys that have definitely panned out. I even throw Julian Love into the mix there and Xavier McKinney. So he has had some successes that, you know, Joe, I'd rather, um, Brian Dable and Joe Shane have uh, taken advantage of and really extrapolated on their strengths. But the financial implication of this is, is a very good thing for the Giants right now, because right now, of course, you have, um, you know, some of these guys on rookie deals this year, but looking next year, that's where things get a little bit more interesting. You have Kayvon Thibodeau making $7.1 million in uh, salary space. You have Dexter Lawrence at $12.4 million on his fifth year option. Some people have been asking me, I thought he was a free agent. He's not a free agent. He's on his fifth year option, which is basically an extension to his rookie deal, which is exactly where the Giants want him to be. $12.4 million for a guy who could be an all pro this year is definitely a good uh price tag in my opinion 7.1 million for Kayvon Thibodeau you tell me looks like a good price tag in my opinion and you look at Aziz Ojolari making less than two million dollars and Aziz Ojolari my friends do not sleep on this man he is just as electric as Kayvon Thibodeau he's just the same capacity um you know maybe not as flashy but he shows up he has four sacks in his last three games he's played the last four games that he's played in he has a sack in each one of them um, he's been tremendous. He's not even 23 years old yet. Yes, he's dealt with a couple of injuries here and there, but I think he added 10 pounds of muscle mass this past offseason, and it was a little bit too much weight, and I think he kind of got injured because of that, so maybe he reduces that. He gets a little bit better. Um, then the injury that kind of floated up during the draft process doesn't seem to be a problem. That's not the injury that he's been dealing with. It's been calf injury, and those can kind of be uh, tedious and lengthy, um, but it seems like he may be over that now, so I'm I'm pretty optimistic. I feel good. Um, about this team, you know, and, and those two young pass rushers, especially because combined next year, they're making under $10 million, which is ridiculous. You know, like we paid Kyler Fackrell $10 million a couple of years ago. You know, now you have Kayvon Thibodeau and Zizou Jolari on that price tag, not even to mention Andrew Thomas and Evan Neal, you know, two rookie offensive tackles. We've discussed this before, how important it is to have young players that are very talented and have unlimited upside on extremely affordable contracts. That is the only reason why we're able to afford potentially Saquon and then obviously Daniel Jones, you know, bringing those guys back is because we have so many of these key positions that otherwise would be extremely expensive locked up on price-controlled contracts. So, you know, Anthony, when you're looking at the combo of, of uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, looking at Aziz Ojolari, um, specifically Ojolari, let's focus on him, $2 million, less than that for him next season. How important is that towards the Giants' ability to spend in free agency and add other pieces elsewhere? I mean, that's massive because, first of all, that position of in its own is a very expensive position. If the Giants wanted to go out there and find a quality edge rusher that's putting up, you know, four sacks in four games uh, like Aziz Ojolari, they'd have to spend a lot of money to find a player of that talent. And right now they are paying way under the market value for a player of that talent at that position with Aziz Ojolari. That was a steal of a draft pick, Aziz Ojolari with the 50th overall pick. Anyone who's been tuning into the channel for a while probably remembers how excited you and I were, Alex, on that draft night when the Giants landed Aziz at 50 overall. I was freaking out. I advocated for him in the top 15 picks. If he, if the Giants traded down from 11, I wanted Aziz Ojolari. He was the top man that I wanted at the end of the first round. But the secret knee injury, no one knew about that. So he fell all the way to round two, and the Giants drafted him 
in round two. And I think that is one of the biggest steals in recent draft memory, because if you, especially if you look at the way that he has produced in his first two seasons, Aziz Ojolari has far exceeded the expectations of a 50th overall pick in an NFL draft. I mean, he broke the New York Giants pass rushing record for most sacks in a season as a rookie with eight last year. And then you take a look at this season. He's played in five games and already has four and a half sacks with three forced fumbles. And I think that is the big difference maker. It's one thing to be a great pass rusher, get sacks here and there. And then it's another to be a defensive playmaker who forces fumbles, creates turnovers. And that's what you're getting with Aziz Ojolari and also with Kayvon Thibodeau. Kayvon Thibodeau strip sack for a touchdown. He's a playmaker. Aziz Ojolari is a playmaker. These two playing alongside each other lethal, deadly duo on the edge for the New York Giants defense. Again, flash flashbacks to JPP, Osu Manure, and Justin Tuck. Those guys, that's what I'm starting to get here. Now, it's, it might, might be a little early to declare these two to be that level of talent because those were some tremendous players that the Giants had in the Super Bowl runs, but the potential is obviously there, especially when you consider the fact that they are so young and they are on these cheap contracts. And that just leaves the Giants with an ability to go out there and find that wide receiver that they want and pay him or pay the in-house talent like Dexter Lawrence, like a Daniel Jones, like Saquon Barkley, or go out there, get a new linebacker, maybe another cornerback to play alongside a Dory Jackson when he's healthy. The Giants have a lot of flexibility now because they don't have a lot of money tied up in future contracts. All of their big contracts, they can move on from pretty easily in the next couple of years, but all of their best players are on very cheap contracts because they're very young and talented players, and that is the right way to build, and I'm super excited for the future of this team, but I'm also really excited for the present because Kayvon Thibodeau and Aziz Ojolari are both playing their best football right now. They are on a tear, so heading into the Saturday game against Minnesota, I know we're the underdogs and probably by a wide margin, but I don't know. Don't sleep on the New York Giants defensive line. We've seen many, many times in the past where the Giants Giants. This is classic New York Giants football, basically, where the defensive line steps into a game and wills the team to victory. That's what we saw on Sunday night against Washington. That's why that felt like such a vintage, classic New York Giants win. And that's what we might continue to get while we close out the season and make the push for the playoffs. So really, really excited. And I love what the Giants are building in the trenches. Absolutely. Now let's look ahead toward what they might do with Leonard Williams. So Leonard Williams's deal is definitely lofty. He's set to earn $32.26 million against the cap. So that's, that's his cap hit number. His, uh, you know, essentially base salary is $18 million. So if the, if the Giants say, you know what, we, we don't need Leonard Williams, we can cut him. They'll save $12 million pre-June 1st. If they cut him post-June 1st, they save $18 million. Now, by cutting a player post-June 1st, it just and you just end up pushing some of that money into the future. Um, so you're better off just creating a void year. It's essentially the same thing and pushing the money down the line. But there's an argument to make that maybe the Giants say, you know, let's not let Leonard Williams goes so fast. We have basically no money allocated in 2024. The Giants have $180 million in team cap space. And, you know, obviously that'll reduce once we extend Daniel Jones and uh, Saquon Barkley if we do go in that direction. And then, of course, a whole draft class, which is about $10 million you have to allocate. But 2023, we have $58 million right now. You're going to see a lot of these contracts are pushed into 2024 because um, of the amount of money that we have. But I think there's a strong argument to make that Leonard Williams should be extended. Um, you know, he's a good player. He's a good run stopper. He rushes the passer. Well, he commands a lot of attention. Um, I think that overall he is a net positive now, <clears throat> excuse me. If I'm, if I'm paying Leonard Williams, how much am I willing to give him? I give him $18 million a season. Um, definitely a player that 
is worthwhile spending money on, especially if you have, uh, you know, rookie contracts at both outside linebacker spots. So, you know, this is, this is definitely a consideration. I think that I would probably be willing to give him uh, maybe, I don't know, how much was his contract recently? It was three years, $44 million. Um, this is not the craziest thing in, in my opinion. You know, I definitely think that they could give him $15 million per season, $13 million. I don't know. What, what kind of contract would you give Leonard Williams if, if you were going to extend him to reduce his cap hit for next season to so be a little bit more financial flexibility? So if I'm not mistaken, his cap hit when he signed this one was around $26 million, I believe. I'd try to knock that down to around 18. I think that's far more affordable and reasonable. He is hitting that stage in his career. He's starting to age a little bit, and he is you know, starting to pick up some injuries here and there, be a little bit less productive than he was a couple seasons ago when he crossed the double-digit sack margin uh, for the Giants. But I think that Leonard Williams is a player that I do indeed want to keep around. I think that he is a player that should be here long-term. I think he provides a lot both as a pass rusher and as a run defender now this season not as much as a pass rusher he's only got one and a half sacks this year in 10 games started and played but if you look at his last two seasons 11 and a half sacks in 2020 that's his career year six and a half sacks last season but I think this year he's just been utilized in more of a run defense role which has allowed Dexter Lawrence to really elevate his game and emerge as a true force as a pass rusher on the interior. So I think those two play in tandem and you don't want to split them up because, you know, when you have Dexter Lawrence in the lineup alongside Leonard Williams, Leonard Williams is so good at just clogging up holes and causing double teams to come his way. It just opens up one-on-one pass rushing situations for Dexter Lawrence. Not that Dexter Lawrence always needs a one-on-one. Sometimes you'll see him barrel through two or three people to get to the quarterback, but giving Dexter Lawrence one-on-one opportunities as a pass rusher just opens up the defense. It creates so much uh, opportunity for pass rushing productivity from your edge rushers as well. So I think that the, the career year we're seeing from Dexter Lawrence doesn't happen without Leonard Williams playing in the 10, 10 games that he's played. And I think that those two really play off of each other. So I'd like to see Leonard Williams extended. Now, I wouldn't overpay for him because this is his worst season in the last three years. He's only got a sack and a half. Uh, this is by far his least productive year. But again, he's still great as a run defender. He's still what we expected him to be. And he's not even been that bad as a pass rusher. If you look back at 2021, he had 14 quarterback hits. This year, he already has 10 in only 10 games. So he's not getting the sacks, but he is hitting the quarterback. He is getting the pressures, which is a huge thing to note here because he might not be getting the sacks, but Dexter Lawrence is. So that really just shows that those two are playing in tandem with each other and they're creating production for one another. So again, I want to keep Dexter Lawrence around long-term. So he's going to get the big contract of the two, but if Leonard Williams can be extended for a cheaper price, we can save some money while keeping him around. I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I think that ultimately he is a net positive and, you know, keeping him around, we have the money to go around. We have, we're going to be plugging a lot of these positions. I think about if, if we go and draft a CB2 or a linebacker, um, or maybe we draft a receiver, we probably plug two or three positions with draft uh, capital this next upcoming draft. And then you have Darian Bieber, Beavers coming back. Um, some decent players in the mix here. You know, I, I think that we're in a good spot. I think that we can afford to keep Leonard Williams and reduce his cap hit for the future. Now, apologies before I said that his deal was three years, 44 million, it was three years, 63 million. So he's making about $21 million per season on average with the Giants, but. I don't think that he's going to be worth that much. If they were to extend him, I, th- I would probably hover around the 17 to $18 million mark, especially coming off a season where he was a little bit, you know, unreliable. This is the first year he's ever had any durability issues for the record. So I don't, th- I, I, I would 
ebb on the side that it's kind of an anomaly that he's kind of going through these injury issues. But um, it is what it is. I, I think that $18 million is fair. If you were to extend him, I wonder how they would structure it. You know, definitely an interesting scenario for the Giants and Joe Shane. Maybe they go out and draft another interior defensive lineman and they just completely replace him. Um, you know, we, we interviewed uh, Aleem McNeil a couple years ago. He's kicking some serious ass with the Carolina Panthers now. So, uh, definitely a really, really nice player. And yeah, Anthony, Anthony uh, called that out. He'd be really, really talented and, and he's been tremendous for them. So, you know, really you can get some good value picks in the mid rounds. Are you going to replace Leonard Williams with one of them? Probably not. Uh, but with that being said, you know, the giants are going to be trying to cut corners at some spots and reallocate that salary space, you know, 12 million, $18 million. If you, if you keep that, you know, that's a lot of money to go out and sign. You could sign two starting linebackers for that level of money, two good starting linebackers. You could sign a CB one, our CB2 alongside Adore Jackson and another linebacker. You know, this is definitely a good situation the Giants are in right now in terms of the rebuild. But having those young guys, Dexter Lawrence and the fifth-year option, who I definitely think they're going to extend, and, that, and that's another thing. You're going to need money for him as well. Having Kayvon Thibodeau, Zizo Jalari, really good situation for the Giants to be in. I think that uh, we're heading in the right direction, especially because the youth is developing exactly how we want them to. But guys, I'd love to hear your perspectives below in the YouTube comments about our defensive line. Really special group that is just forming um, better linebacker support, some better secondary pieces. I think that this defense could be very, very good. Um, offense hopefully can catch up in the near future as well, but always happy to see your perspectives below. Make sure to enjoy the rest of your day. Like and subscribe. I'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Giants episode.